0: Hey, you're listening to Ask Luke and Mel by Luke and Melissa Crestenson. Hey, 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 it's Luke and Mel here. Hey. We're coming to you from our bedroom at our place.
1: That sounds exciting. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Melissa?
0: So today's episode, episode four, we thought we'd share what is Tantra? And I guess what we thought it was, you're probably wondering what it's all about. And there's probably thousands of different perceptions about what is Tantra. So we should, we thought we'd share what we learnt at our tantri, Tantra practitioner training and what we thought it was before that and what we felt about it and what we feel about it now and what it means to us as well.
1: Sounds good. Cool. Yeah. So what was your some of your impressions, Melissa? What did you think Tantra <laughs> was?
0: So before our training, I didn't really know what to think about Tantra. I did have reservations about it and I did have a bit of fear about it. Uh, there wasn't. Like I saw Tantra just being as this mainly or predominantly sex-based practice for couples to do. Like it was, you know, couples doing Tantric sex exercises is basically what I thought it was.
1: What did you think Tantric sex, what's that mean, Tantric sex exercise? What did you think that meant?
0: I think just enhancing like erotic love and enhancing your sex, your sex life. And I saw it just purely as a sex-based animalistic thing. And I think that thinking of it in that way is probably why I avoided it for longer, even though I was interested in it. I had a bit of fear and reservations around it just being that pure sex-based and, yeah, a bit animal-like. So Hmm. what was your take before (laughs) Uh, we did the training?
1: uh, Well, before the training I'd read up a little bit but when I first I guess I think the first time I really can remember being exposed to Tantra as a a concept is like on Hollywood sort of movies Uh, I know who's that guy that has sex with Stifler's mum he starts Ah. reading about Tantra and it's about ways I just thought to have sex actually I even heard a comedian once he said uh, um, have you heard of Tantra And and the guy goes what's that and the guy said back to him Oh, it's a way of um, having sex for hours and hours and hours and never ejaculating. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've used a condom before. That was like the stand-up dude's <laughs> joke. So that's what I sort of thought would be learning practices that are going to help you prolong your your sex, your lovemaking. Um, so I guess you
0: thought it was a lot around sex as well. So.
1: Um, yeah, definitely around sex um, and sort of, I don't know, Kama Sutra, maybe different moves um erotic pleasure and around ejaculation control for men i sort of heard that tantra you don't orgasm as a guy as much or you try not to or whatever so that was um yeah that was my knowledge of it there wasn't really much beyond that it was mostly purely physical and that was sort of yeah Mm -hmm. slowing down sex is sort of and making it last longer. That was what I thought Tantra pretty much entailed.
0: Mm. So I guess what I'm thinking about now is for both of us, it sounds like that deeper meaning of what Tantra is was missing for both of us before the training. It was just the pure physical, which is good. Like the physical is good mm. about Tantra and the Tantra practices you can use, but I think that spiritual and that connection was what we didn't realise Yeah. beforehand. That it could be.
1: Well, I think, yeah, to categorise it, I guess everyone tries to categorise things in their mind to try to help understand the world, and I parked Tantra sort of alongside Kama Sutra and other sort of ancient sex things. Well, Kama Sutra's probably the only other thing I can think of. So, yeah, I parked it with that. Whereas now, um, you know, it's, I park it closer to probably like Tai Chi and Qigong Mm. I would put it sort of with those sorts of...
0: Meditative.
1: Yeah, and yoga, you know, to a degree as well. Like I still think it's hard with yoga because there's so much yoga that's practiced today that is purely like Pilates and it's more just physical stretching, whereas yoga has deeper ancestries than that. So, you know, a lot of yoga could be more like what people would think of as Tai Chi. Mm. So anyway, I'd sort of put tantra alongside with those...
0: So I guess bringing the mind, body, spirit all into the yeah. one, those sort of practices.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, it's not, a, I guess, the definition of tantra is, it's, it's, as it's not being a religion, but it still, you know, has, I guess, ways of connecting, you know, spiritual, energetic-based principles. But one of the coolest things is it ties it in with a physical, um, like, things physical like and obviously a lot of it is with sexual centers but connecting them to other centers and things so and we're probably getting a bit ahead of ourselves already
0: mm.
1: so what was some of the other points you wanted to cover before we moved on to the other part so back here, <clears throat> what it meant beforehand was like purely physical type sex to
0: ask, that was our perception and i i think that that or from what i've heard is a lot of people aren't sure about what it means and they do think that it's you know really primal sexual sort of based whereas tantra does take in aspects of you know that sacred union and you know connected love making consciousness but it's so much more than just you know sex it's yeah. it's it's more than that
1: well i think it takes a um it helps you Move your primal energy drive into higher areas of enlightened or consciousness. So, Mm. you know, because there is a lot of primal energy in sexual beings that we are. So being able to use that energy into other, you know, into opening up more of your heart and more of your consciousness and things like that is where Mm. a lot of other practices that are talking about, you know, more you know, love and you know, even, I guess, Christianity and things like that talk about, you know, Jesus's love and things.
0: Compassion.
1: And- yeah, compassion. And they say, you know, with Buddha, he's um, a lot to do with wisdom and, and wise. So that's like higher consciousness type things. But there's, it, it sort of skips straight up to like the heart and the mind where it doesn't start, whereas I feel like Tantra has a, a more primal, uh, there's an energy there that it helps you mm. tap into from a primal yeah, base.
0: and I think it's not. So much, just discounting that energy where it sits primal and it's it's lower, but it's also, you know, helping that energy flow and rise up and clearing, you know, any stagnation down in that lower area, yeah. and also healing, you know, yeah. women's, you know, the womb and healing that sort of energy that can get trapped down in that that area as well.
1: Well, it goes beyond um, sort of tapping into it or allowing it. Um, whereas, like, as other religions almost make it bad or wrong, you know, to, mm, to, to have, have that
0: desire. Yeah. And whereas not, ten, yeah, I guess it, they're not saying there's a right or wrong. Well,
1: it's part of It's being just human. part of,
0: yeah, it's just part of who we are. But I guess it's that liberation from
1: so trying to suppress it to, yeah, it. to
0: not, you know, because there is such, oh, across the world, like, suppression of, you know, that sexual desire and, you know, I know for me as a woman and for lots of women it's, you know, we're taught to act in a certain way or to wear certain clothes and to suppress our, you know, really feminine, sexual, natural, you know, goddess self. We're taught to suppress that because it's bad and seen as bad and you're just tempting the man and, you know, different things like that and that's just not liberating. Mm. It's just created prisons, like we've created our own sort of prison for ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's lots of different, um, I guess, quotes and things that come to mind. As you say, as like one of the things that I thought really liked hearing was someone said, "How can the thing that propels humanity be wrong or or shameful? Like, you know, we would none of us would exist mm. without you know our parents having a sexual desire and sexuality." Yeah.
0: And I think that's a powerful word you said like talking about shame there's a lot of people carry shame and guilt around things that have happened to them or things that they've done sexually and they carry that for years throughout their life thinking oh i wish i didn't do that or i shouldn't have done that or it's stop carrying that shame stop carrying that guilt around what's mm. happened it's happened and it was part of your journey and maybe look at why do you feel the shame? Do you need to feel the shame? Maybe there's no shame there. Maybe that's just society's perception of, you know, you should feel shamed because, you know, this and this and this. But, well, social conditioning. Yeah, it's... social conditioning and what society thinks that you should be doing sexually. But, you know, there's a huge chance that the shame is not necessary. Well, it's definitely never necessary. You don't shouldn't carry shame and guilt around, but it's, Definitely indicators, though. So when you feel shame or guilt, it's a perfect opportunity to stop and say, hold on, where's this coming from? Mm. What's going on here? Like it's a, it's a trigger, it's a warning bell that you're, you're feeling something for a reason. So, yeah.
1: I think to take this um, sort of more to a broader point now because obviously we spoke about how initially we thought Tantra was primarily a sexual act or, you know, sexual techniques or whatever – um, but to take it now to a broader concept, you know, we're talking about the lower, you know, primal natures and it's, you know, I've, have spoken to some men and they talked about, you know, when they had been in a sexless marriage or had felt like that, that part of them wasn't able to be loved and appreciated and, um, happened, you know, that they've and uh, lose desire for life, like passion for anything, like passion to be creative, or to go out and you know, well, you know, do their you know, go into the world of business, for example. Mm. If they're not inspired to be creative mm. in the business sense, there's no desire to do that, and you know, or if there's no desire to um, you know get healthy or fit, you know, there's just this passion for life mm. that starts to stop when you suppress that part of yourself. This, which obviously can show up as a sexual drive. It's it's more than that. It's more like your passion to, to, to take life on. It's your mm-hmm. life force yeah. passion.
0: Yeah. And it's creative energy, like you said, it's creation. It so to well, move. Well you
1: create babies. You,
0: yeah, you create babies, but it's also if it's you're in business energy. or it's that same you have to go go forth and create in the world. This energy is something that you can use. It's on your side, so don't shame it or yeah. you know suppress it use it learn how to use it because it's something that
1: yeah i heard a personal trainer um, quote something saying how one of the biggest mistakes he finds with a lot of his clients is they want to take their body to the gym and punish it to make mm. it healthy but the whole energetic sort of you know flow with that is wrong like and it's similar with you know your sexual energy or anything like that you want to you know Punish yourself or suppress something that's there rather than, you know, love it and harness that energy to be channeled and used in creative endeavors. Mm. Or just for passion for life, passion for joy, and passion for, you know, your kids' passion to cook a healthy meal for your family, like that. All those areas, you know, flow together with the, you know, it's life force energy, it's creative energy. Mm. And that's what I see as liberated a lot of. You know, the things that have happened in our life more recently since starting to practice tantric stuff is you know freeing up um, yeah. more energy yeah, for life.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: So that's what I, I guess would, well, I guess mm-hmm. we can move into now sharing more like about how, what tantra has done for us and our journey with tantra as a as a married couple and individually.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. Um, Created a lot of flow and abundance in our life from, I guess, if we, have we shared about before in our last episodes, the first night we practiced Tantra, even though we didn't really have any idea. This is before our training.
1: We, we had, had a DVD.
0: Yeah, we watched a DVD on Tantra and um, thought we'd give it a crack.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that was basically you know around breathing techniques and some eye gazing, things like that, which helped us connect more intimately in our lovemaking which was really powerful Mm -hmm. and what showed up you know pretty quickly after that I've shared with a few friends you know before that it basically felt like the universe rearranged itself and for us yeah so things that you know were a challenge to make happen or something that would have had to be done with um would have been stressful or taken a lot of effort just sort of happened to fall into place you know we had
0: it was like we were like there was a block energetic block and that night it was released.
1: Yeah. Which I know sounds really weird, probably for some people to hear, but um Yeah. It it was probably, you know having a feeling of abundance and it depends how much you want to get into like the law of attraction and you know, different energies, but it certainly was, you know, A massive thing for us in in business particularly, like financial abundance. Um,
0: What was it? We doubled our business. We pretty much doubled
1: sales and reduced our overheads by around three grand a week at the same time.
0: That was in a month the first month.
1: Yeah, within a month of us starting to try that. So that was um, one
0: night, yeah. One night and so after that one night of practicing tantra, within a month we doubled sales.
1: And reduced overheads. Yes, we increased
0: profits massively
1: yeah so that was um you know that was really profound but th- i think obviously to look at the tantric stuff behind that i would say that it's more around the the block was probably more around me having a lack mindset and feeling like i did a video talking about you know gill that salesman from the simpsons <laughs> because i was always afraid of losing a sale and had lack around things and would scared if we lost team members that we couldn't do the work and we'd lose clients and there's a real negative block around financial in my own personality and my own mindset but then and that sort of I guess could have been fueled partly with our relationship having a lack of intimacy mm. and that was a big heart like a hole in my heart was carried and like from an from energy point of view we had lack in our marriage so you know I had lack in my finances and I felt lack just in general but then once we sort of connected and started getting our our relationship more as a focus and back on track and just feeling more love and abundant in that um, it was you know the abundance in other areas just is a lot easier to flow into so more passion and creativity and not having as much fear you know
0: yeah I'd, if a
1: client didn't buy it, it's okay i'll think you know someone else will or you know it was much 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 better so that was um probably the first real sign that things were changing was financially for us mm. but afterwards you know uh, as we've continued down our journey um you know more and more things have stopped you know it's been our i don't know i'll Maybe not you so much, but my diet has improved. Still not, you know, eating just grass and stuff all the time. I would
0: say, yeah. (laughs) A big one for me was uh, my increased energy because I – was it last year or the year before I suffered fatigue?
1: Adrenal fatigue. Ah,
0: that was – was it last year or the year before? Anyway, over a year or a year or two ago. After Aston was born? (laughs) Well, yeah, and Aston's fatigue coming counting four in a few months. So – I was heavily fatigued, um, you know, needing naps and lie-downs during the day, which was lucky that I worked from home. And, you know, I tried, you know, I, I changed my diet, like, severely. Oh, blood tests. I got blood tests. There was nothing wrong with me that showed up with the doctors. I tried different supplements. I tried different things. And it did help, like, changing my diet did help. But... It wasn't until I worked using the tantra practices and working energetically um, with myself that that energy really flowed into me and flowed through me and like to bounce out of bed every morning and have energy again. And like I said to Luke, was probably last week and we're doing a workout downstairs, and I said, gosh, it's just so good to have energy and I never want to go back to that place. So like if you're someone that just wakes up tired and just feels tired, there's hope because I've been there i've I've gone through feeling exhausted like literally exhausted every single day, even after you know when you wake up or just after you've woken up, just feeling that fatigue so for me having my energy back w- is amazing so that that's that's been a huge shift like
1: so how, what can we touch on where? You feel like th- why the energy stopped and what mm. you think freed it up?
0: So we're going to probably go deep on this. This is probably going to be a deep episode, I feel. Uh, for me, I've had always had pretty high sex drive, like since I've been sexually active. And, you know, I've been probably pretty courageous, I'd consider, in my sexual activities. Go <laughs> you. But after... I gave birth to Aston, our, our second. I had a big uh, drop in my libido. I felt like he, he just took a lot out of me and I was heavily fatigued. So because I was fatigued, I, you know, was probably hand in hand because I was fatigued, I didn't want sex, but then I didn't have sex, I was probably fatigued. So going through that, then obviously Luke being upset because my sex drive was low, he wasn't feeling loved, he wasn't feeling desired, that caused issues in our relationship as well. But, yes, yeah, so going through that, it was a big, I guess, a domino for everything else. So really working on, I obviously created a lot of stagnant energy in my lower, like, around sec- like my sexual centre and my creative centre because I wasn't, this energy wasn't free-flowing. It wasn't rising up anywhere else. It was getting stuck. It, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't, you know capitalizing on this energy well this is my perception of what was going on when I look back anyway is that I wasn't allowing this sexual energy which is your libido it's your up and go it's it's you know it's creative force it's I wasn't doing that and i I realized that I wasn't because when you think of this energy it is creative as well and I used to draw a lot when I was younger and I did drama as well and I wasn't doing any of that and I wasn't you know we weren't being really creative anymore in the bedroom and there was just different things and I it just really dawned on me that I just had lost that part of me and I wasn't happy about it and obviously Luke wasn't happy about it
1: but then that sort of snowballed though into like I guess just to touch on a tantric thing we learned um just quickly for the relevance is um was a man's sexual, like, receptive pole is his heart mm. and his sexually positive or active pole or yin for negative, yang. So, like, the yin and yang circle thing. A man's yang is his sexual centre yeah. and his, his, lingam. his lingam, penis, um, which is, you know, I guess how he attacks the world. and that's,
0: Yeah, What his lingam is what he, he puts leaves. out that's his positive, that's outgoing and, energy and what he receives in through his heart
1: so his more negative or receptive mm-hmm. center is his heart so and the woman is the opposite so her heart is what she, and her breasts are her positive thing that she puts out into the world so you might you know have heard of things that you know women sort of wear their heart on their sleeve so to speak or they're more in touch and with their emotions and feel things into the world rather than you know the other way around so and their negative or receptive um, energy center is their the yoni or the the sexual female genitalia, yeah, yeah So to, to the relevance for that was, you know, how that plays out in relationships, and what was probably happening with us is that as I wasn't re, um, receiving the sexual, you know, intimacy, physical intimacy, that leads to a man's heart feeling empty and and shutting down. So then they're not loving their woman, and then so Melissa's not feeling as much love from me, and thinking I just want sex from her and just want to take and there's no just genuine love there and that so shuts then I closed her.
0: my sexual scent okay, yeah it was and then closing that, that down but that
1: closes your other energy look your whole life force but energy. I, I
0: did feel though going through this that i opened my heart a lot there was certain levels or certain layers like there's obviously more layers and definitely more layers actually using the like combining the two sexual, combining the two centers um, there's definitely more opportunity to open my heart. But I did feel that I was pouring my heart love into Luke. But he wasn't receiving it because I really needed to be.
1: Well, my heart was closed.
0: Yeah, his heart was closed. So it was. He had that desire for that physical and that sexual touch and embrace and that love making. Whereas mm-hmm. I really wanted that. Heart connection, and obviously, my sex drive was low, so I wasn't, you know.
1: Well, then, I guess that part of with the energy flowing, and you know, energy can't really stay still, it's like that's the whole what energy Mm. does it moves, it's movement. Having the your your heart almost like suppressing your sexual energy away, like keeping it, trying to keep it from moving because you don't want it to happen. mm. It's so that's like a suppressive of libido suppressive of creative energy and mm. then suppressive of get up and go energy and you're experiencing fatigue so there's like a, a tantric a sort of look at this process yeah. obviously many people would have other looks and other ways to view it but this is just a tantric way to and view it and i think
0: it. and i think you did say before like um i felt like you just wanted me physically you just wanted sex and that is a big part that i've realized because i you know i'd feel like i'd be used because there is a saying that when a man comes he goes so after a man comes it can feel like and they can shut down their heart and they can leave and you can and i know we've experienced that in our relationship that after luke's came he's gone and i've gone where have you been for the past week you know he comes back looking for some love making but I'm not feeling that love because I didn't get that heart connection with him since the last love making session. And so, you know, stuff has come up for me doing Tantra and working on healing my sexual centre that I did feel used and, you know, I think stuff around past relationships too, that I did have some hurt that was carried through and, yeah, just feeling used physically and just wanted physically but I wanted all of me to be wanted I wanted all of me to be loved so it really was good that this happened it was a blessing for our relationship for my sex drive to drop because I feel like I was the high desired partner before I sort of lost my sex drive I wanted it more whereas when I lost it it really forced us to then look for this whole connection and this heart connection and we found tantra so it was sort of you know do or die for us and really grateful that we found tantra and were able to get that whole connection not just that you know that physical sex connection and obviously we love each other we've always loved each other but to give each other you know ourselves wholly and to be loved Like all of you be loved. That's yeah, that's a much nicer, much nicer feeling. So,
1: I think it's exciting as well to bring more um, awareness around things into lovemaking. Like not just the obviously the physical side is great, and and tantra does have a lot of physical practices to to get to play around with and explore with your partner. Um, which are exciting but it also has a lot of practices that it's what was um, our tantric practice in a, um, and I've forgotten this, this now she said you can't just have icing you've got to build the cake first mm. and to go into those higher levels of physical practices without having you know pr- I know practicing the eye gaze is one like thing that's not that sexual but it is a intimate thing to do and that's a basic you know one example, like doing those things and spending the time to affirm what you love about each other, and spending the time to just um, breathe together, and you know, hold mm. hands somewhere, or to enjoy walking in the grass together, and be present in that pleasure together. Yeah. Um, that's the cake, and you know, going to so getting that stuff is a is a lot more work, but the, it think, makes the icing.
0: And I think, yeah, allowing yourself to be seen, being vulnerable allowing for whatever comes up to come up and your partner will love you for it because obviously there's been huge awarenesses for us doing this tantra journey Mm. that things have come up and insecurities and fears in our relationship and outside of our relationship that have come up but and it's sort of cool because it's like you're new again we're seeing each other again
1: Mm. for
0: the first time it's but we're at a new level now it's not when we just first started dating we're what, 11 years down the track and we're still learning so much about each other, it's it's really deeper level and learning about our fears insecurities and
1: insecurities. I think one of the other big things it's given us is by having an acceptance and appreciation of that more primal side of humanity or part of ourselves, our sexual drive, but those other primal natures, um, you know, we had a more of an awareness that where, you know, you you subscribe to this, you know. You're a spiritual being having a human, you know. What is, you're a spirit having a human experience. Um, that you're here to enjoy this humanity. Don't you know? Try to block out those primal urges completely, or to feel like you need to disown them to be more spiritual. It's part of your. You're here to have that experience. Here like to have, to, it, yeah. t- have a human experience. Taste things that taste good. Do things that make you feel good. That's what you're here for. Don't in your, suppress
0: things. Yeah,
1: Because yeah. a lot of, so it's not just sexual things, but what we're, we were able to do much better now, we used to try to keep each other accountable to a higher, I don't know, not sinless, but, you know, around being, you know, don't be critical or don't be too angry or don't be judgmental or don't be whatever. Like and we'll, there was a part of our relationship where we were trying to do, in a in the right nature um, chastise each other for negative behaviours whereas that obviously doesn't work and no one likes being criticised it doesn't help you live to your fullest potential but through Tantra our coach uh, or teacher whatever you call Kathy was um yeah
0: Kathy uh, from Sanctuary of Ananda yeah
1: she's wonderful and what she taught us was about a thing the analogy she used was the valley, the, mud, the valley in the mud.
0: Village in the mud. Village in
1: the mud and the temple on the mountain. And it's okay to go down into the village in the mud and that's like you your primal your self. You will
0: have days or you will have certain times when you go down to your village in the mud, you're sad or you're angry or you're just... Human. You know, you're, just, you're human. You get stuck in the village and you're just, oh, my God, and it does feel like you're in this mud.
1: And then other times... You're in the thick of it. <clears throat> and then other times, yeah, obviously you're got a good handle on yourself and your ego's not playing or your personality isn't coming out
0: you feel balanced you're you feel not calm you're on the more awareness yeah you're you're on top of the mountain you're able you to feel more connected to a higher
1: and, self yeah yeah and what tantra has helped us do more is to love each other no matter where they are you know mm. if just because they're um what's Eckhart Tolle calls it your pain body you know if their pain body comes out you know, it's not like you need to tell them to put it back in or to you it's hate them. It's just they're
0: triggered. Something's being triggered right now. Yeah, they've got pain from some situation that's happened, or
1: and that's okay.
0: And that's okay. It's just been triggered, so it's it's nice because when I used to go to my village in the mud, Luke would run. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: he yeah. would. So he'd that's the other thing. They caught Kali's another tantra.
0: so I would go into car- my Kali, which is that sort of lower nature. And I would go to the village in the mud and I'd be sad or angry, or you know, I whatever it was, Luke would run like he didn't want to hang out with me. Gosh, I didn't even really want to hang out myself when you go to those places. Yeah. But and then, one thing our teacher taught us was it was important for Luke to be that Shiva, that strong masculine energy to support his feminine. In that village in the mud, so instead of leaving me now or saying, "Oh, I am out of you," I don't want to be, you know, involved while she's going through a kali moment or she's in that village in the mud. Luke stays with me, and he's my rock and he's my strength through those times. And as hard as it would be for him, it he's there for me, and it helps me come out. He's is a good support. So, like we used to do it as in like accountability way before, but now it's he does it through support. It's a totally different way of helping each other. Mm. He supports me to come back to my mountain.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's obviously a big help. And Tantra, I guess, is the thing that has allowed us to accept all of each other and to accept all of yourself. It's just yeah. you enjoy your humanness. And sexuality is one expression of your human nature. Um. But to then to use that human nature to drive to higher levels of energy and higher levels of consciousness and higher meanings behind things, Um, it's just, you know, and practicing sort of ancient rituals and whatever sort of adds a higher meaning to things which helps to elevate.
0: So I think, I guess before we wrap up this episode, do we just want to maybe succinctly go over what is tantra and a couple of points do you want to share?
1: I think, to be honest, I find it hard to be very succinct with Tantra because it's very...
0: It is a lot. It's so much. It's just...
1: You know, you can say it's an ancient principle. It's not a religion. You know, I think like it's like Tai Chi in a way because you're taking physical positions and physical poses and things that help unlock and move energy to use for higher levels of thinking and feeling. Mm. But that sounds really woo-woo. Okay, so, it is I it's hard know. to
0: say it's very succinctly and if you probably asked me in different days I'd probably use different words and say different things. But I do see Tantra as very connecting and like helping you connect with yourself and others and at just a deeper level. Cool. It's just it's just over for overall life. It's not just in the bedroom. It's not just I mean, you can use Tantric practices solo. You can use them with your partner. Yeah, I think it just it just helps. It's really <laughs> sure. good. It's been great for us. And um,
1: Yeah, obviously, guys, um, if you've got any more questions about it, you want more detail or you just have individual questions you'd like or resources you want p- people ask to point you in the direction of that have helped us, um, hit us up, ask us. um
0: Or even if you have more questions around what is Tantra and perhaps we've, you know, because trying to answer it in 30 minutes is, you know, probably not realistic. So there's probably a lot of stuff that we've missed out of this episode. So if you've got a specific question or a few questions around what is Tantra or what about Tantra in this situation or something like that, yeah, just just email us. So you can email me, which is Melissa at com. Cool. So yeah, just email and ask away. We can be completely anonymous. And um yeah, just we just really want to help. So whatever you Yeah, whatever questions, just ask away.
1: Cool. All right, thanks for listening guys. Chat soon.
0: Bye.